you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. And we have a uh, longtime friend of the podcast uh, and re- reoccurring guest. It's been a while since we've had uh, had you on, but today we have our, our very good friend, Chris Wilterdink, uh, who is the director of Young People Ministries, uh, Discipleship Ministries at the United Methodist Church. Uh, that's the short version of his title. <laughs> that is correct. And it was nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, basically what that means is if it has to do with discipleship, for youth or young adults in the United Methodist Church. My role is to support and challenge anything related to those ministries. Um, So that's resourcing and supporting adult workers with youth, with young adults. Um, It's working directly with youth or young adults. It's planning events, creating resources. And um, that's kind of why we get to chat today, actually, because we got a kind of a fun invite to uh, create a resource for a movie coming out from Sony Pictures. Yeah, certainly. So so Chris, thanks for being on. and, And why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So um, the movie that is coming out, and we are recording this prior to Thanksgiving in 2019. Uh, so the movie itself is called uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and it is a based on a true story uh, version of uh, a uh, author from a magazine who was doing an issue on heroes, and he got assigned Mr. Rogers. Uh, And in the course of interviewing him for this story, um, ends up kind of doing a deep dive into his own relationship with his father um, and has an experience with Mr. Rogers where he kind of understands that he actually is a really genuine person. It wasn't just a character uh, that he played on TV, that Fred Rogers was um, somebody that cared deeply about connecting with people and um, making them feel like they were the most important person in the world. So it's a movie about Mr. Rogers. It's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And when we say Mr. Rogers, I do mean like Fred Rogers with the cardigan. I don't mean like Steve Rogers, Captain America, or Roy Rogers, or I I don't know, any other Rogers that might be. (laughs) Any other other Rogers, yeah. Yeah, it is Fred Rogers. Perfect, perfect. Um, Well, I I saw the trailer for the movie the other day for the first time, and... uh, uh, cried on the couch and so it's going to be a tough movie to make it through i mean it just it made my heart so happy in just the trailer i can't imagine uh <laughs> i can't imagine what thanksgiving is going to be like watching this movie right yeah um, so the movie itself um it it technically like it's not about mr rogers but it is about mr rogers right like tom hanks plays this character uh, the the character of mr rogers in the movie um, but really, the main character is a guy named Lloyd Vogel. Uh, Lloyd, who's the reporter. And it's kind of the unfolding of Lloyd's story and his relationship with his father, his relationship with his wife, um, and um, ending up kind of leaning into the sort of counseling and Christian presence that Fred Rogers put forward, um, not only through the teaching that he did on his show, but um, also in his personal relationships as well. Perfect. So as you were making through, like, the the themes that you picked for this um, guide thing, um, where like how did you come up with those themes? I mean, were they kind of assigned to you? Like, hey, we want you to talk about these things, or were like as you're going through the movie, what kind of piqued your interest in these? Yeah, so Sony Pictures actually gave us a, a lot of latitude to be able to come up with what we wanted to um, put in place, and we felt kind of lucky to 
be able to help create the faith-based companion to this movie, um, in part because uh, Fred Rogers is actually Presbyterian. Um, and prior to getting into his show, right, he's a Presbyterian minister. And so we thought that of all the mainline denominations, like the Presbyterian Church might jump at the chance to do this, but um, somehow we got to sneak in there. Um, the, the themes that came up really um, were because uh, getting the chance to preview the movie uh, work through it with our children's director, whose name is Kevin Johnson, uh, and you know, pull up some of those themes that are going to be easy enough to grab onto and understand. Um, that it's not going to be overly complicated to engage somebody in discussion, right? So, uh, the faith-based companion that we did, there's uh, five different sessions in it, and each of them looks at a different theme or component of the film itself. Um, and it's really built, if you wanted to do some own, of your own personal reflection, like a little bit of uh, devotional sort of conversation with yourself after watching the movie, if you're a, a crying puddle in a mess like Zach will be, um, and you don't know if you can talk about it with other people, then you can just sit and do this by yourself. Uh, or uh, these five sessions that we created, um, you know, really are kind of built with some, not spoilers for the movie, but really good questions to make you think, a little bit of scriptural grounding, um, and would make for a great conversation piece with a youth group or uh, a staff team or even a group of volunteers if you wanted to go do something for the holidays, um, you know, together. So um, where, where can we find this resource if um, we're uh, intrigued by, to, to find it? Sure. Uh, so if you were to go to resources.abeautifulday.movie, uh, you would get to the landing page that Sony Pictures has built with uh, a couple of different discussion guides. Um, they have a kindness declaration on there, um, which encourages people to make a commitment to share Christ-like kindness. Um, and they figured out a, a hashtag and kind of doing some, um, you know, Mr. Rogersy kindness and outreach things that are there. And the piece that I'm referencing is called the Faith-Based Companion on that website. Perfect. Well, tell us a little bit of, about it. Um, you know, we, we've got to look at it a little bit. Um, I, I love what you, I love what you guys did with with the goal. Our goal is to, and, and you have this beautiful uh, uh, diagram there of of what what Mr. Rogers did, what his process was for the show, and and really. Uh, what it what it sounds like throughout his life. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so here's part of where it might get a little tricky, especially if you're watching this movie with younger people. Um, the last episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood aired in 2001. So it's been a while, right? Um, there are those of us of a certain age that probably grew up with Mr. Rogers being on public television and being one of the very accessible shows that we can see. Uh, but every single one of his shows follows the exact same format, right? It starts with this theme song. He's outside. He's coming inside to his house. Um, changes from the outdoor shoes into the inside sneakers. Um, changes a jacket into his, you know, cardigan or something like that. Um, and then once you're kind of inside Mr. Rogers' living room, he introduces a topic because he had some experience during the day that he wants to, you know, process and think about what that experience was for him. Um, and he's able to do that reflection because he's created a safe space. And when you've got a safe space to do reflection, then you can start to kind of process your own emotions and reflect internally about what you think about an experience you had or what you feel about an experience that you had. Um, and in doing so, then you get to sort of discover the root uh, behind any feelings that you might have, especially if they're difficult feelings. Uh, in the show, that would be like when 
you know, you're in the, you're in the living room, he has a guest, somebody comes to visit, they bring up the topic, and then all of a sudden you're in the land of make-believe, right? Like Daniel the uh, striped tiger comes out, you ride the trolley, and you're in the land of make-believe because in a real childlike way, you're trying to get to those root issues that are making you think or feel a certain way about your experience. Um, you reflect on those, you process them on a little bit, and then every show ends with Mr. Rogers going back out of his house to kind of engage the world and make it a better place based on what he figured out in terms of his own personal thoughts and feelings. Um, and honestly, that, that's a real sort of, from my perspective anyway, a, a Christian way to do things. Um, something that I would certainly encourage churches to kind of look at themselves and see if there's a model that's there that makes sense, right? Like, what are the experiences that my church members have had during the course of the week? How do I invite them into a welcoming and safe space to process some things? And then how do I help send them back out to make the world a better place? once they've been able to chew on those feelings a little bit. Right, right. No, I, I, that's exactly what goes through my head of, if this is not what any of our gatherings look like, whether it's Sunday morning worship, whether it's a small group, you know, whether it's coffee with, you know, just one of your church members of bringing people into this safe place and then processing what's going on in their lives, what's going on in scripture, what's going on in this world, and then sending them back out into the world to do something. Right. If if all of our encounters don't include all or some or all of that, <laughs> what do we? I think we've missed the boat somewhere. Uh, and and certainly, Mister Rogers tapped into that early on and found something that I mean, it works. Uh, and especially when you're when you're looking at young people, when you're looking at children, those those are the core things they need. They need somewhere safe. They need someone to talk to, and then somebody to encourage them to get get back out in this world and go you know, go for it. Because uh, sure. there's certainly enough that would keep us in our homes to never go for it, especially when we're little, right? Well, yeah. And, and that's a really interesting dynamic that, you know, was in the show, but also comes across in the movie as well. Um, that uh, the way that Fred Rogers approaches people and children uh, is to not shy away from difficult topics, right? If it is something that is a human experience, um, it is something that we should be able to talk about. Uh, and so, you know, for the time, especially, I mean, there were, there were shows that, you know, he did around, uh, he did around terrorism. There were shows he did around divorce. There were shows that he did around uh, poverty uh, and racism. Um, so, you know, just because it was a children's show, quote unquote, um, doesn't mean that there weren't difficult topics that he engaged in, right? And I, I think that's another part of our, you know, sort of Christian witness in the world is to not shy away from the tough conversations you know, but the tough conversations when they're going to be the most fruitful are going to happen in a place where there's a sense of safety and a sense of trust. Um, and that safety allows you to be brave. For sure. So you guys have a, um, a section of the book called prodigal. Um, will you unpack that for me a little bit? Cause I, yeah, I love sure. what you did with it. For sure. So there are, um, there's five different kind of topics that we hit on from, uh, from the movie. Uh, and they're all just, you know, two pages, so they're really, really easy to uh, dive into a conversation for. Uh, the one around prodigal is a really, really interesting one for me, uh, because uh, the idea came about when we watched the movie and the main character, Lloyd, has these issues with his dad, right? Uh, the father character is an alcoholic, um, they've got a fractured relationship, and uh, it is very obvious that neither Lloyd nor the father are dealing with things in a healthy way. 
So uh, it immediately sort of brought up this idea of the prodigal son parable, because when there's those father-son dynamics, that's sort of the story that we default back to. Um, and the story of the prodigal son actually immediately follows a couple of other parables, right? Like if you go to Luke chapter 15, um, you're going to find the parable of the lost sheep. You're going to find the parable of the lost coin. And then you're going to find the par parable of the prodigal son. Um, it's kind of funny with the prodigal son being there because people will assume that prodigal means lost because it's immediately after like lost coin, lost sheep. Um, so you have this lost son. And certainly there is that dynamic to the story. Uh, but if you want to like get super nerdy and dig back into Greek, the word prodigal actually means something like wastefully extravagant, uh, which describes the son as well. Am I right? Like in that story, um, he gets his inheritance early, sort of blows it, and then all of a sudden has to come back for this reconciliation. Yep. The other character in that story who is prodigal is the father. The prodigal father, he is wastefully extravagant with his love right? He loves his son enough to give him his inheritance early. He loves the son enough to welcome him back with open arms when the older brother is like, dad, what are you, why are you even thinking about doing that? Because, because the dad is wastefully extravagant. He is prodigal. Uh, and in the movie, so is Mr. Rogers. And perhaps in our faith, right, that's another way that we look at God as well. Some people get kind of angry at God because God is wastefully extravagant with his love or God's care. Um, so it's a really interesting dynamic to kind of pull apart a little bit. Like, you know, love is a good thing, but man, doesn't it drive us crazy when some people give it so freely and with so much care? Right. Um, and that would be one of the places that Mr. Rogers ended up being criticized, uh, or, you know, people maybe felt unsure about who he was because he was so genuine, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't just Fred Rogers on TV. It was Fred Rogers all the time. Um, and his wife would tell you that, uh, his kids would tell you that. Uh, I can't imagine being one of his kids and having like Mr. Rogers as my father, right? right? <laughs> Would that not be brutal? Because he's Mr. Rogers all the time. All the time. Um, but yeah, so anyway, that, that idea of prodigal being wastefully extravagant, I think is a lot of fun to play around with. Um, and one that we explore in the movie, and then there's a couple of talk points in there too, so. Nice. No, I, I really like the reframing of that idea, uh, or of the word of, of here's what this really is. And, uh, how, you know, how do we, how do we do that? How do we just be wastefully extravagant in our love? And how does that begin to change the world? Uh, and you do, you look at the prodigal son and the father and yeah, two different ways that they were wastefully extravagant, but it changed the world for both of them. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and then you look at somebody like Fred Rogers, who, I mean, it, it, it's clear that he was authentic throughout, right? You know, Mr. Rogers was Mr. Rogers on TV and in real life. Uh, and that shows through the authenticity of the way that he just interacts with people and uh, kids especially will see right through that, right? Yep. Uh, and so if he comes on TV and he's not this person in real life, they're done. <laughs> he doesn't, he's not on TV as long as he is, right? And doesn't have the impact and we don't have this movie and, you know, we're not talking about him today, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, what a... What a way to take that word and say, well, how do we do that? How do we be waste, wastefully extravagant with our love, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and do and, it in uh, such a way that it's authentic. Uh, another dynamic that's in the movie, uh, you know, because that's a hard thing for the reporter character, Lloyd, to kind of wrap his head around. Like, there's some, there's some awkward moments between he and Mr. Rogers, you know, like when he's talking about his feelings with his father and then all of a sudden, like, King Friday pops up as a puppet. And, you know, <laughs> like, are we really doing this right now? Is this fucking thing? 
um, it, and it's in there. And so for some people, it does like feel a little weird and a little awkward. Um, but that authenticity is there, right? Um, right. And uh, you know that is a genuine thing. Yeah, with with young people especially, um, want to be heard, want to be valued, uh, want to talk about tough stuff, and um, you know want somebody who listens to them, right? And and hears what their perspective is too. Right. Well, I think looking at look, kind of looking over the resources, I mean, it'd be great for um, churches to get, you know, maybe even their small groups together and going out and seeing this movie and then, you know, having some time to process, you know, maybe picking one or two of the, the lessons and processing them together or, or spending a time, um, you know, as a Sunday school class, maybe, you know, several weeks of, of processing it. But, um, you know, that's where like the, the Mr. Rogers aspect of it, you know, it almost makes you want to go back and watch all the old episodes and, you know, like dig in deeper um, to find out some of those things that maybe we need to talk about today and how can um, some of those things that he, he did and learned from him. And I mean, and you're, since it's getting closer to the movie, we've seen um, all these things pop up through um, social networking of like things that he did and like some of us like you look at it, it's like, I don't remember that. But then you're like, you start thinking about like, Oh yeah, no, and, and you just let it, you know, as you can. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast. And we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.